Thank you. you. may be seated. Let's let our ushers come forward to receive our offering tonight. And uh, again, everything that is coming in today is dedicated to our building fund. And so I encourage you to give. Maybe you uh, didn't give this morning, you want to give tonight. Again, everything through the day is dedicated to the building fund. Father, bless the offering. I pray you continue to meet our need. Thank you for meeting our need today. And Lord, providing for what we need at this point, I thank you for that. Continue to bless through the service in Jesus' name. Amen.
sweet Holy Spirit. They're all three in one, a refuge and fortress, the giver of life, a comfort in sorrow. He's all that I
comes down at the cross, at the cross. Shake hands, get out, fellowship. Just get out, folks. Move around. Don't stand there waiting on anyone. We got plenty of chairs in the wing. If you lose your seat, move over there. At the cross, at the cross.
you to be finding in your Bible 1 Corinthians chapter 11 if you would please for you that are here every Sunday of you that are members here I should say you know that uh, we uh, do things a little different uh, of course all churches do the Lord's Supper differently uh, when I was over in Northern Ireland last year uh, I found that the churches there observed the Lord's Supper every Sunday following the Sunday morning service and had the privilege of participating in the Lord's Supper at Bambridge Baptist there in Bambridge, Northern Ireland. But all of them do it different. But what we've tried to do, and really as I've said every time we do this, uh, we do it out of conviction, or I have done it the way we do it, out of conviction, uh, because the churches that I grew up in, the Lord's Supper was not treated the way that I felt that it should be treated. And it was either just a small part of the service or at the end of the service they would tag it on to it and just kind of a tag to the service and whatever. And that's not what the Lord's Supper is about. The Lord's Supper is to be a very, very special time in the life of a church and to be very, very special in the life of the believer. So what we do here at Temple Baptist is every fifth Sunday night we devote the Sunday night service to the observing of the Lord's Supper. And we just kind of you might say just stop everything that we normally do and just stop and think about uh, what the Lord has done for us I want you to look at 1st Corinthians chapter 11 and I want you to look at one verse of scripture and I want to just kind of build on that for just a moment then we'll have the men come and and prepare the table in just a moment but in 1st Corinthians 11 24 I want you to look at a statement Bible said it when he referring to our Lord had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Now notice this next statement, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. I'm drawn to that statement, this is my body, which is broken for you. All through this day, we've been celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. And that's a glorious truth. Amen? And it's one we ought to celebrate. But I want, you, want to remind you tonight that before there ever was a resurrection, there was his death. And I want to remind you tonight, and as we take the Lord's Supper, it is to remind us of the price that our Lord paid to purchase our salvation. We're enjoying all the wonderful things the Lord is doing for us. We enjoy the wonderful promises that he's coming back for us. But I want to remind you tonight that it cost the Lord Jesus much to buy your salvation. The statement there, this is my body which is broken for you. I think in that one statement we are given a glimpse 
into the depths of the suffering of our Lord. For we read that when he took the bread and he took the wine, he declared them to be symbols of his bruised and broken body. And in that, the fact that he speaks of his body as being broken, he allows us to understand just a little bit of the depths of his suffering. I want to just focus upon his broken body for about five minutes, maybe less than that. But just to remind you of the cost that our Lord paid in order for you to be saved. When he said, my body is broken, he referred to many things about what he endured. For one thing, when I look at the Bible, I see that his face was marred. How much did our Lord suffer? Isaiah 52, 14 said his visage was so marred more than any man. If you were to interpret those words, it literally means that his face was battered beyond human recognition. It was hardly distinguishable as the face of a man. We see the paintings of Christ and we see uh, the poor portrayals of Christ and we have a little blood trickling down his face and a little blood on his chest and some on his legs and back and whatever there. But he tells us in his own word that he was so beaten that his face was so battered beyond human recognition. If you had severed his head from his body and someone would have found it, it would have taken a moment to, to realize that this is the head of a human being. His face was marred. I think second of all how his brow was scarred. Matthew 27, 29, and when they planted a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head. Not just little bitty thorns, but I'm told the thorns that were used in those crowns were about as long as your finger. And I'm sure when they put those, that crown of thorns upon the head of our Lord, they were pressed down into the skin. His face was marred, his brow was scarred. I find also in Isaiah 50 and verse 6 that his back, was lacerated. He said in the prophetic terms in Psalm and Isaiah the prophet said, I gave my back to the smiters. The back, of course, goes what I think what he's referring to goes back to the scourging. He was scourged before he was ever led to Calvary's cross. And of course, scourging in those days, it was a big pit in the ground and it was a big concrete or a stone pillar right in the center of it. And they would take the criminal, the victim, and whatever, and, and pull his arms around that round pillar. And then they would take what was known as a cat of nine tails. It had nine leather straps on it. And at the end of each one of those straps were pieces of bone, broken glass, metal, whatever could be used. And they say that most people, when they were scourged, it was 39 lashes save one was the way that it, they did it. And most of the people that were scourged never lived through the scourging. Because they would say as the whip came down on the back of an individual, it would wrap around and would wrap around them like a whip and it would literally bite into their flesh and it would rip their insides out. And no doubt as he gave his back to the smiters, his, his back, the bones, he speaks of the bones staring at him in Psalm 22. You could literally see the bones of our Lord where they had literally ripped the skin and flesh off his back and from around the front. John 19 tells us that his side was pierced. One of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. If, he was not, if it was not enough that his face was beaten beyond human recognition, that his brow, was, the crown of thorns were pressed into his brow, that his back was lacerated, just a bloody mass of human flesh, they took a sword and took a spear and pierced 
his side. John also read the Psalm 22. I think I put John 20, verse 25 on the screen, but really Psalm 22, verse 16. His hands were nailed. For there the psalmist said, They pierced my hands. And also the last one, his feet was torn. For Psalm 22, 16 said, They not only pierced my hands, but they pierced my feet. So when you think about Jesus dying for you, imagine the worst that a human being could suffer. Imagine the worst that a human being could go through. Take and visualize in your mind the worst that a human being could look. Just a bloody mess of human flesh. Breathing is about all that he was on the cross. Then you begin to get an idea of what our Lord went through in order that I could be saved and in order that you could be saved. I am grateful tonight for the death of Jesus Christ and the shedding of the blood. And it was all for us. That's what it's so amazing about. He did it for you. He did it for me. He gave his life and suffered my hell, bearing my sin and bearing your sin. He did it for us. I love Isaac Watts, the great British writer of the 1700s, author, hymn writer. But he wrote these words, Jesus, my great high priest offered his blood and died my guilty conscience seeks no sacrifice beside his powerful blood did once atone and now it pleads before the throne so tonight we come to remember what jesus christ has done for us so i want our men to come and take their places here i want the luther and cliff to come and prepare the table Rick is going to lead us in a congregational song, and then right after the congregational song, we'll have the first of the specials that we have tonight.
very moment Jesus is passing by your way and I know that he And I want us to bow our heads for a moment and just spend a moment or two examining our heart that we do not partake of the Lord's Supper unworthily. Let's pray. Our Father, tonight in Jesus' name as we come to you, Lord, these are but bits of bread, little cups of juice, but because of what they represent, because of what they symbolize tonight, our partaking of them becomes a very serious matter. Lord, to take of these symbols tonight with sin and unconfessed sin in our heart is to trample the very blood and death of our Lord. It is to take lightly the cost that was paid for our salvation. It is to say that we don't take it serious. It's not a big deal in our life. And we know, Lord, that the death of your Son and the price that he paid is not taken lightly by you. For that reason, Lord, we are to come to your table with a clean heart. We're to come to your table with confessed sin. And so, Father, we come tonight asking you to search our heart and to cleanse us so that we take these things tonight with deep appreciation, that we receive them with gratitude, Father, I could never thank you enough for the price that you paid. I could never thank you enough, Lord, for suffering in my stead. But I come tonight and I ask you, Lord, to may I, as I receive these symbols, and as we all receive them, may we be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I want to ask the men to come. We will serve the bread, and then we'll have a special while the bread is being served.
sacrifice that day at Calvary was the Father's perfect plan to send According to tradition, the picture that we have on the screen tonight is where Jesus and his disciples gathered for what we call the Last Supper. As they gathered, the Bible said, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. We'll ask the men to come and we'll serve wine. We'll have a special while they serve it. Oh, uh -huh. 
same night, the Bible said, and he took the cup and gave thanks, gave it to them, saying, drink you all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for me, expression of what our Lord has done as believers baptism. And those that are believers in another congregational song, and I want you to stand while we sing this song in honor of our Lord, and let's sing it from our heart in reverence to him. Sing it to him. Amen. 